Hey everybody, welcome back to Table Talk with Keith and Ken. This is Kendra. We are back with another podcast. This is episode three. Today we're going to be coming to you with something a little bit different than the first two episodes. And in this episode, we're going to be having a mini Bible study. So if you have a word that you can pull up, you can go ahead and pull that out right now. One of your Bibles on your phone, tablet, uh, an actual Bible. And we're going to dive into... Uh, today's subject, which is going to be focusing on adversity, whether or not you can let adversity make you better or bitter. Hey, what's going on with it? What's going on with everybody? So yeah, today we're doing a little Bible study. That's some guy placing our heart. So look and look for this for like once a month or twice, you know, whenever. You know, some guy placing our heart to do a Bible study. To, you know, we try to be obedient to the um, to the Holy Spirit. So, if you got your word, turn to First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-eight. And what's that saying? It says, "A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup." But first, let me go to. It says, "A man ought to examine himself." Now, it's better for us to examine ourselves. Especially going through adversities, and that's what we is basically hitting at is how to handle adversities. And there's three things adversities could bring to us that God could be showing us is to get our attention to self-examination and also changing our behavior. Now a lot of times we can go, we can have adversities, and those things can make us better or bitter. So, to me, going through something, had to deal with adversity, those things made me better because it showed God was showing me what my attention was on, and was showing me that my attention was on things that wasn't of Him. But do you know that you could be a Christian and not serve God? I know that might be a little touche, but yeah, you could be a Christian and not serve God because you could only want this. You only just want to say His name, but then when you go through something, then you you denounce His name. You more focus on man, or you more focus on the things, or you more focus on money. But being a Christian, you're going. God is going to allow you to go to adversity. So, he can show you what's inside you. To show you what you're still holding on to. You can't hold on to something that you used to hold on to the past. You can't keep on going over and over and over and over with troubles from your past. Or just recent, recently, you know, recently. You can't keep on holding on to those things because you're not allowing yourself to be used by God. So... If you're going through anything financially, you lost a job, or you know, you, you you know, or lost a loved one, you know, I'm not saying that God allowed you to lose your job, but God allowed those situations. He uses those situations to teach you. And especially if you have lost a job or you're going through something financially. If you're going through something financially or you have lost a job, allow God to use you. It's hard. But you have to allow God to use you 
and let and and, and 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 focus on what God's trying to say to you. Because if you're everywhere and you focus on your feelings or you focus on what you don't have, you're gonna miss out on the mark. You're gonna miss out what God's trying to show you. So adversity is good. It is. It's good for us because it brings out the best out of us. It brings it it it, it, it presses that precious diamond out of us. It presses what God really want us to want us to do. And there's a purpose why God does that. Because if you if you're being tried in your faith and you pass the test, now you can receive the blessings that God has for you. You know, I like that you said that, babe. I like that you mentioned the word test because that actually goes into the scripture that I want to kind of add into this Bible study we're having tonight. And that is 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, starting at verse 5. And we're going to, I think I'm just going to stay with verse 5 through 9. And this is the message version, so it starts off like this. Test yourselves to make sure that you are solid in faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. That's that self-examination you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You need first-hand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. I hope the test won't show that we have failed. But if it comes to that, we'd rather the test show our failures than yours. We're rooting for the truth to win out in you. We couldn't possibly do otherwise. We don't just put up with our limitations. We celebrate them and then go on to celebrate every strength, every triumph of the truth in you. We pray hard that it will all come together in your lives. And I like that because that is Paul praying to the people, the church of Corinth at the time. And uh, it's just awesome to have teachers like that in your life. You know what I'm saying? It's willing to say that, hey, not just teachers, but friends, family, uh, a husband or a wife to say, hey, you know, you got to let's check that. You got to check yourself every now and then to make sure that you're not taking some of the things we have so often uh, that God has so often supplied for us for granted. Um, and we have to do regular checkups. I really like how the message summed that one up. I really like how they uh, how they translated it in this in this translation because just that first part you know test yourself to make sure you are solid in the faith do not drift along taking everything for granted give yourselves regular checkups you need firsthand evidence not mere hearsay that Jesus Christ is in you and I and, and that's exactly why he does test our faith so that we can see because he already knows there's nothing he doesn't know already 
He knows the issues in our heart. He knows whether or not in our heart we are close to him or whether or not we have we have him seated on the throne or whether we have money, relationships with other people, uh, how people view us, whether we have ourselves on the throne. He knows all of those things, right? He's using those tests not to, sh- not, not to show himself where we are, but to show us where we are and what we are placing before him. Uh, or what we are putting in his place with regards to the throne of our hearts. And uh, I think it's important that we pay attention when those tests come along because the same thing that happens in regular school when you take a test and you fail a class, in order for you to go to that next level, in order for you to go from glory to glory, you have to pass that test. If you don't, then you're going to have to go through it again. You're going to have to retake that test. You're going to have to redo uh, that grade, you know, mm-hmm. or, or retake that course. And who wants to prolong, you know, how long you're in a certain situation? Mm-hmm. I think people want to go higher. People should want to get higher and get better. And that's part of the reason why we have uh, entitled this episode uh, Bitter or Better because that's that's one of the ways you're going to go when adversity strikes. You're either going to get better or you're going to get bitter. You know, and that's something I think that we really need to pay attention to. Amen. Amen, my sister, my wife. But you know what I'm saying? We also have to realize that the teaching of our first is remove the veil that's blinding us from the purpose and, and what we're supposed to, supposed to be doing. And it also it also revealed truth in our life, and mm-hmm. and and we also have to, like I said, we have to understand that adversity is good, you know. And then it all depends on what you allow adversity to do to you. If you allow it to to get you bitter or get you better, you know, it's gonna work either way. You know, it, it, it's gonna play an effect in your life either way, bad or good. And it's like with adversity, you know, a lot of times I feel like the issue with this world. And also in the church, is that we'll praise God, we'll lift up His name, but then when we go to adversity, we want Him to move it like that. But then we don't want to learn from Him, and then we when we back in the same situation and we begging God to get us out of a situation. It's like any if there's any parents out there, okay, you have kids. That's like your kids is constantly, constantly, constantly getting in trouble at school. And then every time they come home, you say they grounded. Then you put them in a room, you ground them. But then you can say you're grounded for for an hour. All right, you can come out and play your PlayStation on your Xbox. On here's your here's your phone. Here's your iPhone. So you tell me what have they learned from? From what they did, what have they learned? They don't, they haven't learned nothing. They can't learn something from an hour. Say, oh, okay, I'm not gonna do that again, and then they end up doing it again. Now you, now you, now you, it's like the scripture said. Now you like a dog going back to his own old vomit. You have to learn from your adversities. That's why God allowed adversities to happen in your life so you can learn. He doesn't want you to continue to repeat what you are doing. 
He don't want you to repeat your past. He doesn't want you to repeat your fears. He wants to cleanse you. He wants to love you. He wants to break out the the greatness in you. And that's the whole thing. He he say, I mean, there's great in all of us, but we allow adversities to put a veil over our eyes to make us bitter in life. Because you have a bitter day doesn't mean you have to have a bitter lifestyle. Or just a bit of life, period. And uh, and, and I like this one in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 31 says. It says, but if we judge ourselves, we would not come under judgment. And 32 says this, when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we would not be condemned with the word. So when he bring adversity, when adversity comes and he uses it to teach you, he is judging you. To bring correction. So we won't be condemned like the world. And we have to stop comparing. Stop comparing ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Because when we compare ourselves, we, we, we're missing what God's trying to do for us. It's, it's, see, when my adversity is different from somebody out in my home. It's not for me to do it for them. It's for me to do it for me. Because how can I, how can I help somebody if I can't help myself? And the thing with this world we do today, we like to pass judgment on others. And I'm going I'm, I'm to speak on this. We like to pass judgment, and I'm going to be honest with you. And, I, and, and, and I'm, I'm against it, but we like to pass judgment on the homosexuals. We like to pass judgment uh, on, on the fornicators. We like to pass judgment on the adulterers. But and, and, and it's like, how can I pass judgment on them if, I'm, if, I have, if I have lust in my eyes? If I'm lusting at another woman, or if I lie? Or if I, you know what I'm saying, my wife is gone, I'm putting P-R-O-N, I'm watching porn. How can I pass judgment on somebody else when I need to examine myself? I got to examine myself before I bring corrections to somebody else. And I think that's the problem in this world today. You know, and I feel like we have to self-examine ourselves. Adversity brings self-examination and also brings change of behavior if you allow it to. And that's, and that's the issue, people. We have to allow adversities to bring changes in our life in a good way. And I like that, babe. You know, I think you went in on them there. So I agree with everything you said, you know, and uh, I just want to just end it off with this. Um, of course, it's coming from our boy Paul. You know, he comes with the truth over here uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. Once again, this is the message version. So uh, he starts off by saying, because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift of a handicap. You could also substitute that word out for adversity to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angel did his best to get me down, but what he did, in fact, was push me to my knees. No danger of walking around high and mighty then. At first, I didn't think of it as a gift. So at first, he might have gotten a little bitter. And he begged for God to remove it, as we so often do during our adversities. And three times... He begged for him to remove it. And God told him, My grace is sufficient. It is all you need. 
my strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap or adversity and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take my limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, the abuse, the accidents, the opposition, the bad breaks, I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. And that is absolutely, absolutely amazing. I've read that verse several times throughout my walk and and it, you just learn things over and over again and he reveals new things to you depending on what stage or, or what set of circumstances you're dealing with at that time. And I just absolutely love the way it was summed up in the message version. You know, it just takes it a little step further um, because there are many different adversities you can go through. I like how it used the word abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks. You know, adversity can come in many shapes and sizes, many different forms. And the enemy was going to relentlessly attack you regardless of what kind of, of adversity it is. And just like the enemy came to Paul in his weakness, came to Jesus in his weakness, uh, they had a choice to make. God always leaves us with a choice. And they had the choice on whether or not to allow their adversities to make them bitter or better. Bitter or better. And so now when we realize what our adversities do for us in our walk, if we allow it, then we will gladly accept them right in stride and allow God to work out whatever else he wants to work out of us and in it will help us get to that next level in him right prosper in him um, because we're all about soul prosperity this way you know and and that's what that's what's most important so we're going to go ahead and close it out with that I think that the both of us just want to take this moment to pray that pray for anyone who is going through any type of adversity we are not going to pray for God to remove it well I'm just going to pray for God's will to be done in it and that while you are going through it for however long he has you going through it just that you allow that adversity to make you better and not bitter and that you allow him to grow you in that we thank you all for listening to this podcast we'll see you all in the next like I said this is this is the end of this podcast right here this episode you know so we'll see you on the next one and then I like that that message that my wife has spoken and it is funny how the enemy uses our weakness to tear us down but God uses that weakness to build us up and we just want to pray with y'all and if you know pray for for the week and and pray for those who have lost lost a job or you know divorce or mm-hmm. just just anything that guys that's God that whatever adversity that you're going through right. to God to teach you 
So let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we just come unto you today. We just thank you, Heavenly Father, for those who have lost their jobs, those who are going to adversity. Heavenly Father, that you don't remove it right away. That Heavenly Father, that you teach them, that they learn from it. Because, Heavenly Father, you don't want us to come to you, continue to come to you with mess from our past and recent mess. You want us to come to you, Heavenly Father, built and strong, Heavenly Father, ready for, you know, to do your purpose and your will, Heavenly Father. We just thank you, Heavenly Father, for those who are going to adversity, that they learn from it, that it gets their attention, that it causes them to self-examine themselves, causes them to change their behaviors, Heavenly Father. Because, Heavenly Father, you are a God who loves us. You are a parent. You are, you are, you are a father, Heavenly Father. You are... You are Father, Heavenly Father. You are the head of our life. That Heavenly Father, you love us so much that you're not going to allow us to fall. So going through our adversities, Heavenly Father, we thank you for our trust and our faith being you. Because Heavenly Father, we also thankful, let's thank on the day that's true, honest, just, lovely, and good report and praiseworthy. And we give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And we pray for this. We pray for this nation. We pray for our cities. We pray for this world. Heavenly Father, we pray for every race. That Heavenly Father, that we all come together because these things that we're going through is adversity that is only going to make us stronger if we allow it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.